On today's show, we're diving deep into Dwight Powell at the five. Starter Dwight Powell again. Is Rick back or is Jason Kidd here? <laughs> we'll hear from Dwight Powell, Tim Hardaway Jr., and Frank Nilakina from some of our interviews. The best answers for them on today's Locked On Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. I really like Tim Hardaway Jr. Like, okay. Yeah. I haven't seen him miss in a couple of days. <laughs> and welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and coordinator for the Locked On Podcast Network. And joining me, as always, my co-host, writer at Mavs.com. The Thursday thought, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Day two of camp is completed. Uh, you're probably listening to this on, what, Thursday morning, which is day three of camp. Mavs, uh, Mavs taking a day off today. Yes, yes. Uh, Mavs taking a day off. And just to see, you know, I, I tweeted out a picture, I guess, last night on Tuesday night, Wednesday night, of it's so cool seeing footage of Tyson Chandler in action with Moses Brown, with Willie Cauley-Stein, with... You know, had a lot of footage of him today, and I just love Tyson being there, man. I I'm a sucker for Tyson. I just he's he's the best. Uh, he's the best to talk to, and yeah, I just love that guy. And what a cool opportunity for Moses Brown and these guys to get to learn from him. So yeah, day two of camp completed. Gotta love it. Lots of news today. Thanks for making Lockdown Maps your first listen every single day. Remember, Lockdown Maps is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, where all of our Media Day interviews are available right now. A couple of them getting to 2,000 views. Uh, Moses Brown almost at 4,000 views. Appreciate everybody that's consuming that. We also hit a pretty big milestone for us. One million views on YouTube since, since we started. We started, and- we started in April. Yeah, that's insane. Blowing me away, and I just... I, I got... A little sappy today, and I was just like, man, I just appreciate everybody that has listened to us, that has stuck with us, that has jumped along in this ride. Anybody that is that listens, you know, consistently, you're a member of the Raccoon Squad. Some of you have been listening since day one. We took over in May 2017 of this podcast, and just hitting that milestone on YouTube so so quickly really just made me uh, really appreciate everybody that listens to this show. So thanks again for making Lockdown Mavs part of your podcast rotation, your content listening and watching rotation. And for sharing it for so much. I mean, so many of you guys have shared uh, this pod with friends and family and people who, couples who, I, I know a couple who watches our YouTube channel in the morning uh, before they yeah. go go to work. And the stories we've heard from literally countries uh, around the world. It's been really cool. So super big thank you. Shout out to everybody in Slovenia. You guys are really packing those numbers in. Appreciate, <laughs> appreciate you guys watching and listening. Uh, all right. Let's Me get into Slovenia. Let's get me Slovensi. Let's get into some of the news from camp today. Uh, the big news that's been kind of like trickulating, trickulating, it's circulating. Wow. What a uh, word! Reciprocate. I, I don't know what word no. I was trying to find. Uh, the the news that's been going around. KP is going to start at the four, at the power forward position, and we learned today that Dwight Powell is going to be starting at the five, which like kind of blew my mind a little bit. I was like, oh dang, this is huge news. 
But that happened a lot. That's been happening. Like that's been happening ever since KP has been playing. Like almost all of not last season, but the year before was KP and and Dwight starting. And so it's like this is not a new concept, but it seems new because it's Jason Kidd making this decision. Yeah, it's like the mask singer. You know, they you know seeing and stuff. You're trying to figure out, and then you know the the hat comes off. Maybe kid, you know, kid's mask is going to come off, and it's going to be Rick being like, "Hey, hey, guys, I just flew in on my plane." Oh, man. But but no, you know, kind of surprising, just a little bit. You know, there's a little. You know, you just got to figure out who's you know one of Reggie, Dorian, Tim is going to come off the bench. You know, there's like a, there's a likelihood that all five starters are the were on the team last year. You know, that Luca, I mean, yeah, Luca, Tim, Dorian, Luca, Dwight, Tim, and Dorian Dwight, and KP are probably going to be the starters. Like they're all, we bring in new players and yet those are the guys starting again. Yeah. And, and my, my initial thought to it, you know, obviously offense wise, like KP can shoot Dwight's the best rim roller on the team. He's one of the best rolling big men in the league. So I get like in his chemistry, Luca is amazing. My mind just went to defense and of course I, I'm, I'm questioning a, just a little bit of like how, and I'm really curious now how good they can be defensively with both of those guys on the floor. I joked with you before I looked at their numbers last season, small sample size, both of them on the floor together, just 121 minutes on the season. Once again, small sample size, That's real small. Yeah. Um, the defensive rating was 136.99. That's not good. Um, not, not, not that rating. good. So I, I'm I'm curious. I mean, Jason Kidd has been you know, similar to Rick last year, but really making a point of saying defense, defense, defense. Reggie Bullock said the goal for the season is to be a top 10 defense. Like they're making an emphasis on defense. So I'm really curious how they're going to make Dwight KP uh, lineup, starting lineup at least, uh, a really good defensive team. So... Yeah, that doesn't seem like that's a thing that uh, can really happen. Hey, <laughs> unless because obviously one of those guys have to have to guard, you know, a four. And if KP can KP is KP back to being healthy, young KP that can move laterally better, that you know was is a little bit more mobile than what we've you know seen of him the last time we see him play. So hopefully that's the case. Like that's what we've heard all offseason about how he's you know he's healthy. So. I'm really curious. I, I'm I'm anxious to see it in action. Yeah, I am anxious as well. Okay, I, I thought that this was a little bit better. If you go back to 2019-20, so not last year, but the year before, uh, cut short due to COVID, but pretty a pretty normal year up up you know, what these numbers are going to show. Dwight and KP together on the court, according to Cleaning the Glass, had a 105.9 or 105.8 defensive rating. That's really good. That's a that's like what the Knicks had this past year. So it is possible. There is there's yeah. ways that they can and do it. They played most of the time with uh with Dorian, Luca, and Tim Hardaway. They had a defensive rating of um 109.0. So not 105.8. It's not that good, but uh 105.3. <laughs> in my head when I was saying that. Kevin number, Gray? I was, I was, Kevin? Yeah, I was, <laughs> is Kevin here? Skin? Ben? They're oh, they're gone. No. Uh, but it is possible. So we have a small sample size of them being awful last last season. But the season before that, we have a, a pretty decent sample size of them being really good together defensively. So I, I, I'm not it's sure. Possible. It's, it is possible. It, they have it in them if they change the schemes up and, and whatever. So And it is a whole new coaching staff, like whole new brand new coaching staff. Plus, I got my water. <sighs> KP's coming into the season healthy for the first time this is the first healthy offseason so uh hopefully he'll be defending better moving better tyson helping him with defense all that all these things together hopefully they can get back to that 2019 20 
uh, season number. Uh, okay, one more news thing, and then I really, I want to dive back into Dwight Powell starting at the five. And we have some good answers from Dwight Powell from our interviews with him on Media Day about the way he's looking at this season, the way that he's looking at competition with bigs and stuff. And I thought he had some really good answers that we just want to want to share. But before we do that, one more newsy thing that came out. Uh, we saw, you know, Tuesday night, I think we saw a post from Tim, from Trey Burke that suggested that maybe he w- he had not taken the vaccine. And Jason Kidd on Media Day said that the Mavericks were about 90%, which he probably a number he just pulled out of <laughs> whatever. But he knew that there was at least, in pulling that number, Jason Kidd knew. I don't knew think he pulled it out. I mean, I think he knows. You think he coach, went through like, and was like, all right, there's 20 players, and all right, there's two that aren't vaccinated, right? You think he I think so. Went through, maybe. Okay, so. I, I want to think that he knows the vaccination status of each player. I'm, I'm saying the number he pulled because he knew, all right, there's at least somebody that's not vaccinated. And it's Trey Burke, and maybe there's one more player if he if that 90% number is true. So he knew that. He knew that there were at least some that were not. And Trey Burke came out uh, after training camp, spoke to the media, and confirmed that he is, you know, taking his time, wanting to make a decision on his own, wanting to do more research uh, on the vaccine before he takes it. So he has not taken the vaccine, uh, according to to his, if we're going to connect the dots there with his answers. And so, uh, yeah, we can make, we can do a lot of speculating. We were, before we even knew this information, we didn't know at all his thoughts on vaccines or if he was vaccinated or anything when we were talking to him at media day. And even during that interview, I thought he might be a guy that's on his, what like that's on the outside looking in when they bring in Frank Nilakina, uh, you know, they have Jalen Brunson already. Like they have a bunch of guys already. He seems to be kind of buried in the step chart. We were asking him about his role, but he was already kind of the outside, the guy on the outside looking in. Maybe this is the deciding factor, but I don't even know if we can say that definitively. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, we just bring it up on the pod because that's obviously the biggest storyline in the NBA right now is, you know, the vaccination um, status status of, uh, you know, going on in the league and the league versus the PA right now. So, um, yeah, if you have a, a, a player and now we got to see how that shakes out when they go on the road and just, you know, how does that play into, you know, way team markets and just a lot of that stuff. So we'll, yeah. We'll see if there's any updates moving forward. We'll see. That's something we're definitely going to be monitoring. And uh, yeah, if he doesn't make the team, that's probably going to be a big story. And people will probably take it as he was not vaccinated. So they cut him and it's costing people jobs. I'm sure that Mm -hmm. that will be a thing that comes out. But all right, coming up, let's hear from Dwight Powell about how he's approaching this this season uh, with all these bigs on the roster. And he apparently came out on top because he's going to be starting at five. So we'll hear from Dwight Powell. But before we do, let me tell you about... Sleeper. Sleeper Fantasy is a new site that you're going to want to use because they have fixed something in fantasy basketball. When you play fantasy basketball, it always comes down to, all right, you have to set your lineups you know, daily or weekly, and you have to set it up, and you're like, okay, well, one player plays two games this week, and another player plays four games, and so maybe that one guy will not as average as many points each game, but we'll play more games. So I'll just play the guy that plays more games. That doesn't seem fair. So Sleeper released a brand new way of playing fantasy basketball. It's called Game Pick, and it's only available on Sleeper. In Game Pick, owners pick a single game per week for each starter to count towards their team's total score, ensuring an even number of games played between opponents. So go to Sleeper, download their app, and start a league with your friends today. Uh, Sleeper cracked the fantasy basketball code. If you play fantasy football, if you prefer building a weekly strategy versus daily busy work, Sleeper is the one for you. You just get to pick one game per player. So download the Sleeper app and start a league with your friends today. You will not be disappointed. 
Also, want to tell you about Sweatblock. Sweatblock is a product that we appreciate as bigger guys, and especially guys that live in Texas, where you walk outside sometimes and you're like, oh man, this shirt is not going to last the rest of the day because I'm about to sweat right through it. If you guys watched Monday Night Football with Peyton Manning, you saw that Eli Manning kept making fun of him every time he would raise his arms above his head because you could see the pit stains and the sweat marks underneath. Peyton Manning could use some Sweatblock there. It's doctor created, doctor recommended, works for up to seven days per use. They're these wipes that you wipe under your underarms and you get a dry shirt guarantee for seven days under there. You don't have to worry about pit stains. You don't have to worry about what you're going to wear the next day. Uh, Sweat Block can help you with that. And right now, they're the number one antiperspirant product on Amazon. Amazon. There's so much stuff on Amazon. Go to sweatblock.com. Use the promo code locked on. You'll get 20% off if you use that promo code locked on. Or you can get it at Amazon and CVS for full price. But if you go to sweatblock.com, you get 20% off at sweatblock.com. All right, Isaac Harris. Let's get into some more uh, media day comments. We've been talking about Dwight Powell. He's going to be starting for the Dallas Mavericks. And we, before we knew this information, we asked him what he thought about looking at this roster and seeing all these big guys. There's there's Porzingis, who we thought maybe would start at the five. Maxi can technically, I guess, play five next to Porzingis. Willie Cauley-Stein, Moses Brown, Boban. Like, that's five guys, plus Dwight Powell. That's six guys right there that could possibly play center for the Mavericks. We asked him what he thought about this going into this competition, and this is what he had to say. You look at this training camp roster yourself, Bobon, Moses. There's a lot of bigs. There's a lot of fives if we want to classify into fives, fours, and all that. How are you approaching this training camp? How do you see that playing out with so many guys playing the same position that you do? It's exciting. It's super exciting. We get a chance to compete against um, a bunch of different types of bigs. So I think that's going to prepare all of us for the season. I think the league is is changing and there's guys that can space the floor. There's, you know, there's still heavy rollers and guys that can play on the block. So to be able to go up against really all the different types of bigs every day in training camp and then throughout the year in practice, I think it's going to prepare us um, for what we have to face every single night and, and then in the playoffs even more so. I like that he said the Mavericks have all the different types of bigs because it's really true. They do. They have Dwight Powell, who's your you know rim roller that's not necessarily a rim protector, but he can, he can defend out in space a little bit and he's definitely more mobile. You have Willie Cauley-Stein, who's the rim roller guy that can defend the rim. You have uh, Boban, who's just, Huge, right? Boban. <laughs> and it's just Boban, right? It's unique offensively. Uh, you have Moses Brown, who's the long guy that's a, the, you know, the the rebounder, like the crazy rebounder and roller. Uh, yeah, and then you have Porzingis, who's the stretch five. And you have Maxi, who's a, a little bit undersized, but he's also a stretch five. And so they have all these different types of bigs and that competition wanting to go up against guys. I thought that was a good way to look at it. It goes back to the quote we've used a million times. That time I was talking to Donnie, and I was talking to Donnie for a story from Mavs.com on the center position. And I was on the phone with him. I think we were going into, I think it was going into the draft, maybe Dennis's draft. I was on the phone with him. I was on speakerphone, me, Donnie, and another member of the front office. How was I, that long ago, Dennis? I think so. And we were talking about the center position. And he told me, he's like, Isaac, man, I view it like a bullpen. And it's like having all these different relievers that you bring in for these situations. And the big, the rim roller, the stretch five, like all of that. And that always stuck with me. And I've, we've mentioned on the pod so many times and they still have it. And Dwight's talking about it as a strength. And yeah, just to see they can go up against all these different types of centers. It helps them prepare and practice and everything. Now we just got to see how it, how it fits on the floor, obviously. And yeah, we'll see. 
We have to see how it fits. Well, we've seen how it fits on the floor, though. <laughs> like we've already seen Dwight. I meant and, like how the how the minutes shake out, like KP, how yeah. it fits. Like, oh. So I saw this. I saw this from a lot of people on Twitter. Is that Dwight and KP starting is fine, which I agree with. I think that it's fine offensively. It's great actually because yeah, we talked about this when KP first started playing for the Mavericks. KP is going to play the the four on offense, and he's going to play the five on defense. And Dwight's going to play the five on offense and the four on defense and defend. You know like smaller guys that are more shifty and Dwight can defend in space better than KP can. And theoretically KP defends better at the rim than Dwight Powell does. Dwight Powell is not a rim protector. He's got short arms and he's, he's shorter than, you know, the average center and KP is longer than the average center. And so they should complement each other well in that way. The thing that you don't want is Dwight and KP ending games together. That's what you don't, I don't think you want that in your closing lineup. That's when I hope that they will go to Luca Dorian Reggie Bullock, Dorian, uh, yeah, Luke, Tim Hardaway Jr. and KP. That's what I hope that they'll go to with Dorian at the four, Bullock at the three, Tim Hardaway Jr. Because then you have the, you know, everybody can shoot the three. You have, yeah. you know, two guys that can defend pretty well uh, on the perimeter. And hopefully Porzingis is a better rim protector this year and he will, you know, clean up everything behind them. Yeah, I, I think that's the goal. And obviously it's situational based. You know, if a team is closing with For two sure. bigs, then you could throw one out there. But, I, I think they got enough. <laughs> yeah, you well, you still have the. You know, I'm just curious of like, hey, when do you play Dwight over Willie? Is Dwight always going to be over Willie? When do you play, you know, Moses Brown over, you know, something else? like that? That's where I'm. I'm curious how that all shakes out. And I, I think it, uh, this is one of I've, I shared. You know, last week I think the biggest battle I'm watching in camp is Trey Burke versus Frank Nilakina versus. Tyrell Terry I want to yeah. see that three-headed battle there but I'm also I also want to see the bigs in preseason I want to see you know what if Moses Brown comes out and just kills Pops, it in the preseason yeah. we're like whoa okay Tyson Chandler started kit let's go <laughs> <laughs> which which after our conversation with him I really want because I really liked him right oh, like he's that, so, he's so that's much the fun. problem with meeting guys like obviously we would we not trade anything we loved meeting everybody and and talking to them and interviewing them. But when you meet the guys, you're like, ah, oh, dang, I like this guy now. Now I hope he doesn't get traded for Dragic. <laughs> yes, I was going to make a media comment as how it's different being in front of people and instead of just being behind a keyboard. But <laughs> You've already made it. Okay, this whole thing, Dwight Powell starting at the five, Porzingis at the four, depends on Porzingis. It depends on how he looks because Porzingis is the, the guy that has huge ceiling, He's dynamic. He can do things. Dwight Powell is, is kind of what he is at this point. We've we've he, I think he brings a veteran presence now at this point in his career to the lineup. He brings an elite roller. He is, you know, uh, a, a leader on the floor, I think, and he brings a lot of stuff. But KP is the one that makes it really work and makes it to where the Mavericks can be a, you know, a second-round playoff team, a potential finals team. And we asked Tim Hardaway Jr. this question. If you remember the introductory press conference for Reggie Bullock, Moses Brown and then Tim Hardaway Jr. was there for his re-signing. I asked Tim Hardaway Jr. about, you know, what does KP have to do this offseason to get back to where he was? Because Tim has played with KP for a long time now, right? Like four or five years almost he's played with KP. And so in our interview with him uh, at Media Day, I asked him another question about KP and I loved his answer. I'm really interested to see what you think about it. You've, you know, been with Chris Porzingis for a long time. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I talked to you about that editor at the Professor but what you've seen all the stuff that people have said about him and all the conversation, what's something we don't understand about Chris Porzingis? It seems like we're misunderstanding him a lot. This guy works. 
I mean, I mean, his body uh, uh, hasn't been as nice to him as we all would like it to be. But this guy is in the gym every day in the weight room and on the court putting in work. I mean, I mean, every day. Um, and that's what probably some people don't see behind the scenes. Um, and they're not supposed to. Um, but I mean, he's not able to show it unless, you know, he's healthy. And I know he wants to be the best possible player he can be, especially uh, at that all-star level that he was in uh, in New York when I was there. So, um, you know, kudos to him, man. He's been putting a hell of an offseason, and I'm happy and excited to see what he brings to the table because I know what he can bring, but I want him to do it in front of the Dallas fans. That last part right there, he talks all about the, the working. He's working hard. He works every day, but I want to see him do it in front of the Dallas fans. Isaac, do you think that there's – I think this team will kind of – come around Porzingis and sort of like really want to embrace him because of all the negativity that's happened around him, that the people have, you know, talk negatively about him, fans talk negatively about him and that, that the team will kind of like the camaraderie will come around him basically and be like, we're rooting for this guy because we want to see him succeed in front of the Dallas fans. Just like Tim Hardaway Jr. Just said for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. That's all, That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think I think they they want him to succeed. They, you know, KP. Yeah, yeah, they they want that, and I think it becomes a galvanizing thing for the team. Maybe the negativity. So hopefully we can. Yeah. Can we bully the Mavericks into like better chemistry around KP? Can we do that? Is that what we have done now as a as a fandom and as an internet culture? <laughs> Maybe bullying works. Ben Simmons no, taking not. Ben Simmons taking threes. <laughs> All right, coming up, let's get into some more answers from uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. We'll hear from Frank Nilakina as well about his wanting a fresh start in Dallas. And, and he talks about draft night as well. That, I thought that was a really interesting answer. So we'll hear from both of them coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is, is the way to go. It's a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. They've been doing this. They've been in the game. They know what they're doing at this point. Their prices are reliably low and the same for every customer. They have everything you need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Go check it out right now for yourself. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck, and you can write in Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box. They know that we sent you. Their catalog is remarkably easy to navigate. You can search uh, by car, make, model, year, all that stuff. You can search by part number if you know exactly what you're trying to find to see if they have it, and they'll deliver everything straight to your door. You save money, you save time. And it's the best route to go. Again, go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Also, I want to tell you about betonline.ag. It's the fastest and easiest way to put down some money on sports. They have everything, basically. Dallas Cowboys, home against the Carolina Panthers on Sunday. Five point favorite for the Dallas Cowboys. Just uh, a five point favorite. I get they're th- the three and zero Carolina Panthers that are all of a sudden in first McCaffrey. place. <laughs> all of a sudden, first place three. You don't believe in the three and zero Carolina Panthers? No, I don't. Uh, Dallas Cowboys. Then, if you want to put some money on them, if you think that line is too low, they'll win by at least a touchdown. Then, boom, put yes. some money on that. Use the promo code Locked On. You'll get a fifty percent welcome bonus to your first deposit. Do it. Check out Bet Online. There's all kinds of other stuff as well: tennis, soccer, martial arts, golf, football, boxing, basketball. All kinds of basketball lines you can get into. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. All right, Isaac Harris. 
Thanks for making Lockdown Mavs your first listen every day. And we'll be back with you tomorrow with uh, some more good stuff from Media Day. We're diving into some more interviews. We got a bunch of bigs. I think we're going to do a whole bunch of bigs uh, interviews with Moses Brown. We love that interview. So go check that out tomorrow. For your second listen, go to Lockdown Fantasy Basketball with Josh Lloyd. He's been doing an amazing season preview uh, for all your fantasy basketball takes that you need. All right. Tim Hardaway Jr. He came back to Dallas. He had other options on the table. And... For Tim Hardaway Jr., he decided to come back, and this was his answer to us as to why he made that decision. You, this past offseason, had all these offers, all these reports out there about how much money you did turn down to come back. Mm-hmm. Why Why are you back in Dallas? Why did you Why did you want to come back here? Uh, I feel like we have a, a group of guys that get the job done. Uh, we're creating something special, and I feel like we have our, our core, and I wanted to be a part of it. Uh, it's probably the first time that I've stayed on the team for more than a couple of years now. Mm. And why leave? Uh, it felt like I created a niche, created a bond with these players um, and my teammates that I haven't really had uh, since I was in Michigan. So uh, it's uh, very, very exciting. Uh, I'm very, very happy to be back here, be back home. I was, I should say that. And, uh, oh, I like it. and uh, you know, hopefully we could do big things here. One, he calls it home. Gotta love that. Two, talking about the camaraderie and feeling that kind of camaraderie that he felt in college. One thing we noticed about all these players is they all feel like 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 great guys, right? They all just seem yeah. like guys that you just want to hang out with. The Tim Hardaway story will be fascinating to look back on. That he was, he, no matter how you want to say it, like he was a dead weight contract to get KP, and that massive deal that New New York gives him. The deal happens. It's like, all right, we took on Tim's money. And now, I mean, there is a chance that he's here for like six, seven years. Like, and on Twitter, we joked and called him Tax Hardaway Jr. at times. Yeah. And right. Now, like, that's wild that he's come so far from that. And now, now sometimes we joke that he's the best player in the KP trade. <laughs> yes. Like, there's, I mean, all last year, we all joked that it's like, oh, the Tim Hardaway trade, you know? Like, yeah. And how he is went from that the dead weight money, you know, the tax for the KP trade to now we're all such a big fan of him, of him as a person, just his energy. Like he brings something to this team that no one else really brings. He is the better version of, you know, Wes Matthews on offense of like, you know, the energy passion stuff. Wes was better defensively, but yeah. still it's yeah, man. Loved him. Love that. He's on this team. He fits great with this team. He calls this place home like he's what you want as far as like an athlete. Just like, man, like so passionate about you know being here. And so happy for him. The camaraderie and the chemistry stuff that we talked about yesterday, you know, we heard from Luca and Tyrell Terry. I think that's going to help this team a lot. Yesterday, yeah. Tyrell Terry in the interview said that they couldn't do team dinners last year. Right. And Tim still feels like this is a group of guys that he gets along with and feels more connected to. You know, for the first time since he played in Michigan in college. And everybody knows, everybody that went to college knows that that can be an extremely galvanizing, you know, situation. You're with people, you live with people, you go, you go to classes with people, you go to parties with people, like all that stuff, you're just with them all the time. And and you just can't get that anywhere else. And he feels that in yeah. Dallas. And so I think that's going to be a huge thing for them this year. Uh, okay, another one of the fun, the, one of the best moments of our uh, Tim Hardaway Jr., uh, interview was we were asking a bunch of players to name their top five, like starting five all time Mavericks. And we, we asked Moses Brown this question and uh, he gave an interesting answer. He put Tim on his team. And then we, 
luckily had Moses Brown first and got to tell Tim about it. And this was Tim's, re- this is first Moses's answer. And then Tim's reaction to uh, being put on the all-time Mavs starting five by Moses You just Brown. spoiled this like you did that Netflix TV show. You look back at Mavs history, so you remember 2011. Could you name a, a Mavs all-time starting five? Who would be on your all-time starting five? I, I really like Tim Hardaway Jr. Okay. Like, yeah. I haven't seen him miss in a couple days. <laughs> <laughs> um, my threes can rotate from... You know, I just I just want somebody to be in there just to lock up and defend. So yeah, you know that could be it's like a fan yeah. or Sean Marion yeah. type. Sean Marion is good. Moses Brown just came in here and said, hey, "We asked him to name an all-time map starting five, and he said, "You know, I think I'll put Tim on there. I haven't seen Tim miss in a couple days. He, he put what? you on that over Whoa. like I think over Finn. Every, what? <laughs> I need to take him to dinner. I know. I was like, man, what is take Tim? my guy like, to dinner, man? His face though, the reaction to it is the best to me. He's like. Immediately surprised, and he's like, "What?" But I wonder if he was cut off guard by how surprised I was. And he's like, "Dang, this guy really thinks I shouldn't be on this thing." Because <laughs> I was like, "He put you on that. Like, can you believe that?" <laughs> <laughs> Possibly, <laughs> possibly. Uh, but I love that. I love that. That was the, one of the funniest moments from. Uh, from our media day interviews. By the way, all of them available in full on our YouTube. On like our and YouTube subscribe. Channel. Like <laughs> and subscribe to the channel. Uh, but yeah, okay. Here's the question though: Could Tim get there? Um, no. It's it's you a hard list. You because- should put Brunson's response to this too. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Brunson's response is much more harsh. Like Tim's not there. No, he's not. Brunson but just looks at the cameras like Tim's not there. You could tell him I said that. The problem is with the starting the Mavs starting five is you got so many good guards. Like Steve Nash, a lot of people miss Steve Nash. Jalen Brunson put him on there, but a lot of people miss that. Jason Kidd, Jet. Yeah, I just Luka don't think he can makes be a it guard. All. Like man, that's that's a hard list to crack right there. Like, those are Hall of Famers. Yeah, Jason. well, you like he's not cracking. He's not beating like you know any of the point guards out. You. Like, what would he have to do to, you know, to pass Roe, Mark Aguirre, Finn? Even and like Derek Harper. It's like, I, I don't see I don't see him passing any of those guys. And, I, you know, does he, okay, does he have a chance to be like a Jason Terry? Possibly. You know, like, that's the, that's the you know, thing. Like, if they go on a finals run over the next, like, couple seasons and he's like that third scorer on the team and lighten it up and wins helps him win around and it's clearly like he's one of the main people of that. Like he could be viewed as a Jason Terry type. All right. I think we're going to get to Frank Nilakina tomorrow. I feel like we'll, we'll push him Frankie tomorrow, smokes. Which we don't have enough for Frankie. Smokes. Oh, we got to take that out. The French, the French prince. prince. Sorry. He, he doesn't like the Nick. We, we actually asked him about the nickname Frankie smokes. So you have to go watch the interview to see what he says about that. But uh, yeah, we'll get to him tomorrow, and we'll uh, yeah we'll hear from a bunch of players tomorrow. We got we'll take the bunch the best answers from some of those guys and talk about it tomorrow. But go listen to Lockdown Fantasy Basketball. Thanks for making Lockdown Mavs your number one listen, first listen of the day, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Uh, oh.